Welcome back to The Junction. Today, we are going to be diving into AI and automation for small and medium-sized businesses. We work with a lot of SMBs, and we, we are a small business, mid-sized business, right? We are... Uh, I think the last time we checked, we're at 26 team members. Yeah. We've hired an additional two. That'll put us at 28. I mean, we're, we're creeping up on that 30. Yeah, hit us up if you want to work here. <laughs> uh, we are we are hiring. Um, so talking about SMBs, where they should start their automation AI journey, we are an automation company. So we can speak from a lot of experience mm-hmm. in-house about how we are using automation, but not every company knows, right? Yeah. So we should probably actually unpack some best practices, things to be thinking about, um, and then actual steps they can follow. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase our favorite colleague who is all about taking it slow. Bradley DeLon our director of operations, dude is very smart. And ultimately, he leads us in a good direction when he cautions us. And this is a good caution. He says, uh, before you automate it, perfect it, right? Mm. Take your time. Figure out what that looks like. Because if you if you go straight to automation, you're going to spend a lot of time and money reworking it, doing it over again, because your process will change. And for some of our folks that we work with, they don't know what they want, right? So you can't just throw, you can't just automate something you don't even know how it should work to begin with. Um, and we're gonna beat the 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 circles in a dead horse, like people, process, technology, right? You can't have people and process. You can't have people and technology without the process. Um, and I think there's some level of balance here, right? Like. If you're spending an inordinate amount of time trying to knock out manual tasks, that's probably something you want to look at first. If you've got this really hot, cool idea, but you spend like, I don't know, 10 minutes a week and you're a one-man shop, you're a five-man shop or woman shop, right? Like right. that probably doesn't make sense to try to automate or stick AI on it. Um, so kind of like, um, like an ROI um, priority list, you know? If this is taking me a ton of time, it is something that I should automate. If I'm, if it's a repetitive task, I probably should automate it. If it takes a ton of creativity or a lot of thought and discernment, right? I think on the marketing front, I, you can't just throw out a campaign and have automation and AI go and just do it for you, right? And it takes a lot of forethought, a lot of expertise to hit hit those numbers that you're looking to hit. So that's where I would start. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a big fan of opening it up, opening up the dialogue to the organization. Would you do the same, right? Like when you say repetitive tasks, yeah, like feasibly everyone could come together and collaboratively like put together a list of oh, these are the sure. things that take me the most time. And I also think it gives it a little more skin in the game, yeah. right? People are more bought in oh, to yeah. the change. You do have to... Um, poke and prod, right? It's really easy for people to get lost in the day-to-day status quo. I always send the TPS reports, you know, and it takes me right. one hour a day. Well, I'm not going to talk about boring stuff. I'm going to talk th- about the things that are really painful, you know? Right. And it's really easy as business leaders to let, um, you know, the folks around us just dig in and get their stuff done. And we don't stop and ask, hey, Mel, um, what is something that's taken up, you know, an hour of your day every day? 
you know, maybe aside from lunch, but you know, like, Hey, I'm doing the same thing every day. And those are just things that we don't like, it's not sexy, right? We do them quarterly, like in the form of hackathon. Oh, for sure. Right. Which until I came to Venn, uh, wasn't something that any other organization I've been a part of did, but it's, it's the, it goes back to our founder, Scott always has this analogy about the, uh, the shoemaker. Yeah. And the shoemaker's kids never had shoes, right? Mm-hmm. He's so, so busy making shoes for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So if we're so busy automating everybody else's business, but we're not doing taking the time to automate our own, yeah. you know, that's eventually going to catch up to us. We have, this is Bjorn's uh, motto, right? Always be coding. And that's kind of a mantra we had from the beginning. It was always be automating. Um, Mainly because we we were taking on a ton of work and we were doing some of the same things over and over again. And it was just natural for us to try to find ways to do those faster. And if you have a team of people, they are probably trying to find ways to do those things faster. And here at Venn, we do have an ethos of look for something that already exists that accomplishes that same use case before you try to go do it manually. Um because inevitably those folks, those organizations are going to be spending more time maintaining, implementing additional features, you know, things like that. Um, so Mel, we're, we're starting out, I'm making this up. We're starting out a new marketing department at my small SMB. Like what are some things that I should be thinking about? Like on the marketing front, like do I just pull up chat GPT and say, build me out a campaign or like, where do I start my automation journey? You're the HubSpot whiz. Like, where do we go? Well, let's take the technology out of it for a moment. Anytime I'm looking at kind of that early stage of a marketing plan, you're asking, how do we, like, how do we do business? You need to understand the business. Yeah. Like, how do we make money? How do we sell? Who do we sell to? And so, and then you want to kind of document those processes further because if they don't exist, right? Like back in the day when it was you and Scott, did you have personas? Like, did you draft out or map out like no target personas? No, we were uh, we were too laid back for that. And and I I think that that's that's not a like a knock. I think that that's just natural. The evolution of the business, you get to a certain size or a point where especially as you start hiring on more salespeople or teams and you're looking like one of the business objectives when I was brought in was we're, we have, we're, we've nailed referrals, right? Tons of business comes from referrals, but let's go get the ones that are out there. Let's go get or, more organic leads right. right, and convert that into business. And so I had to understand, well, who is that? Is that the same decision maker as who's coming through the referral channel. Mm-hmm. Those are mostly partners. How do I get to the CFO? Cause in part, I mean, you guys knew we're selling to CFOs and CIOs. So you could go ask a tool like chat GPT who uses Sage intact. Yeah. Who uses Stripe? How are they, you know, you could ask it basic questions like that sure. to get a profile. Right. And I'm a CFO today. For a small business in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And like, what are my primary responsibilities? I think you could start there from an ideation and you could kind of do like a um, check balance yeah. sort of thing. Like, yeah, that sounds like my customer. That sounds like my buyer. I'd also just look at your existing customer data and if you can pipe it in and say, what are, who signs our SOWs, yeah. CFOs. I did that analysis when I first came in, but it was a Salesforce report. 
and I went line by line. You know what else I did? I went out and found every single uh, person who signed an SOW on LinkedIn. Oh, wow. And I did a like a demographic, like a profile, and I learned things like, wow, these CFOs are really educated. Like a lot of them had MBAs. Yeah. A lot of them had, they were CPAs. Yeah. They had ongoing certification for that. I went and like manually found that information. Right. So if I'm starting out now, I'd start to ask those questions of chat GPT yeah. of the CFOs. Like what are, you know, characteristics of a CFO, mm. you know, over a small business in these yeah. kind of verticals. And then I'd ask questions about the tools that we're using. And maybe, um, like I said, that's kind of your research phase. And then as far as putting together a campaign, uh, maybe you're outlining based on what you know to be their challenges or their objectives, business objectives from your persona analysis. Maybe then you are putting together like blog topics. Yeah. And then maybe you're going and writing them. I wouldn't suggest just like putting that into ChatGPT and calling it. Call it a day. Gold star. Well, put it out there. Let's let's keep going down that route. What like I don't know what I don't know. Like I'm starting up this new business. I think I can do anything. What shouldn't, what, what do I need to steer away from? You know, if I'm spinning up a sales and marketing team, what are some of the things like don't do that? Well, you kind of talk about you don't know what you don't know. If you haven't defined your like key differentiators and what makes you unique yeah. in the marketplace and what makes your product and service unique in the marketplace, like you need to get that story. Yeah, you're going to like you need to get that story. And maybe you hire maybe you do hire people to help you craft the story or the narrative. Right. Um as far as gosh, you really put me on the spot here. What do I should I just start going build out sequences and just let them ride? Or do I build out like we have all these automated workflows that you've built out in HubSpot? Like yeah. do I just start winging it? No. But why? start small. Okay. You need to, so I go back, like, what is your business objective? What is it? What is it for the year? Yeah. Do you want to make $100,000 in revenue? Um, what's your average deal size then? Do you know? Hopefully you've sold a deal. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I know with Scott, like, i am got a point of reference. His goal, I think the first year was, like, go, go book this much business. Yeah. And then every year it was a revenue goal. And so if you now know that every time you sign a deal, you have kind of a profile of that customer and they fall within this revenue, sec, you know, in this industry and they're this decision, this goes back to the persona. You can now go target them. And if you want to go build out sequences, you do that in HubSpot, but you start small. Don't just like go buy a list and then like mass. This is, I mean, this is basic like yeah. marketing stuff, right. but, um, I mean, I really think it comes back to you have to understand business needs and goals and the objectives before you just start spinning up product teams and marketing teams and sales teams. And then if we're talking about going and adding layers of automation to that, I would just always like I would take Bradley's side on this. Yeah. Perfect it and then automate it. Right. So start small. Yeah. Start with one drip campaign. And maybe you do leverage a tool like ChatGPT to help you craft the narrative or craft those four email messages and, you know, use that and test it. Yeah. Measure it. Do it again. Can you talk about, talking about the workflows, right? There's a connector in the Slack. 
you've built out a ton of like quick Slack automations that are just posting when things happen. Those are incredibly helpful. Can you talk about just, you know, a couple of those and why those are beneficial? What are we doing there that, you know, provides a ton of benefit? Yeah, I mean, I think no matter the size of your team. So if we're talking about, again, back to a small business, early stage, um, giving them, you might be rubbing elbows with them. At one point, Brent and I, Brent runs our sales team here. We were in the same office, like literally, and then our director of delivery, also the three of us, office together. So (laughs) when a lead came in, it's like we're high-fiving, right, like across the desk. We've gotten bigger now with separate offices, but not to mention like that's just not scalable. Right. So with HubSpot, and there's lots of tools out there I'm sure that can do this, but, you know, big fan of HubSpot. Um, Within a workflow, you can pull in a module or a widget to say, now when this happens, send a message to individual people, to channels. Um, So we, we get a lead from the website, for example, we're telling it, you know, if it's a marketing qualified lead, sales qualified lead, we're doing some sort of qualification. We're sending out an email from one of our reps. We're signing it, doing some lead routing. And we're using personalization tokens so that it, you know, it's an automated message, mm-hmm. but it kind of looks like it's from a human. Yeah. We're sending them a scheduling page. And then we're also notifying the rep. We're saying, hey, we just got a new Stripe lead. And then it says they've been... Uh, a new message says they've been uh, sent an email to book time with Mike. And then when they book with Mike, the Stripe lead booked with Mike. So now Mike knows, right? And this wasn't always perfect. We've had some many, many iterations of this to realize that just saying we got a lead wasn't enough. We needed to know, did they book? Right. Because we also want to know, that's like a big piece of conversion. Yeah. So, um Bringing visibility, so especially for small teams, though, like I think early in your early days, bringing that kind of stuff into your shared environment, into Slack. I mean, that's all that stuff is out of the box, HubSpot. Yeah. Like you're not paying to go integrate Slack. I mean, the, right. these types of automations we're talking right. about, it's not like I'm looking to you to build. They exist. Yeah. And you should be leveraging them. Give your teams visibility to... Uh, when leads come in the door, but also we do this for recruiting. We're doing some really awesome stuff to give people visibility to um, applications coming in the door, um, what st- what stage things are at. We're doing deal alerts, like yeah. win a deal, close a deal. Everybody can celebrate around the office. Like it's not just leads. My question though is to you: Is there a risk of not? What's the risk of not doing these things? Right, like. If I if this is my side gig and it's just kind of taking off a little bit, like and I don't know how to do these things yet, is there a risk of not like what's the risk of not doing anything as it relates to automation and AI? As you start to build out teams, you're everybody's dependent on you. The knowledge exists within you in yeah. your head, right? Like so, the sooner you can send and share that information into a place like, let's just say Slack. I mean, if it's just you, who are you slacking yourself? Like, I don't know. <laughs> that yeah, may not be duh. a great example, but let, let's say small teams in general, like as you continue to um, take on more work, sell more product, um, you're tapping into new ecosystems, you're working with partners, 
the more that you can uh, surface this information, the easier it will be for teams to act on that information, but then also just the customer experience, right? Like if you're not leveraging tools for sending, if someone buys something from you, even if you are one, one team, Mm -hmm. I've seen, I've, I've actually been on the kind of the receiving end of this with different um, apps. I've used services, you know, a gym is a good example. I know there, you, there's an app that I use to book classes, right? I know that there's automated features within the app that allows them to send me an email on my one year anniversary. Right. They could be doing, there's a lot of things they could be doing above and beyond that. Oh, a hundred percent. Right. They haven't checked into a class for two weeks. Yeah. You know, they're, that enrolls you into some sort of like thing where they, a cadence where they reach out. And I'm not saying that like, again, these are basic concepts, but most of these apps that, people are using today, this functionality exists. Yeah. And if you're not kind of tinkering with it, then I think you're missing out on providing a really great um, customer experience on the front end. Well, you're, you're speaking to essentially like you're, you're paying a specific amount of money and you're only using like 10% of the functionality, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of underutilized capability that's going, that's being left behind. And it kind of goes to like this idea of, well, don't don't get stuck in the status quo, right? Like use every facet of this functionality because they didn't just build it out for fun, right? Right. Workflows aren't there just to sit and do nothing. Like they help you. They're they're there to automate your business, right? They're there to automate some of those things that you do on a day in and day out. We 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 are demanding these experiences too, right? That's why these features exist. So think about when you it drives me neurotic if I place an order for something and I don't get an email immediately. Right. Like I want that automated email. It's not necessarily a personal touch from someone saying like, yeah. hey. Um, so it, the, these things should just be part of how people operate within these apps. These are uh, – and the apps are suggestive, right? They're saying like even in HubSpot, they've got these pre-built uh, drips campaigns and sequences and workflows that can you can get started with right. today. So maybe we started this this episode off with how small businesses can be leveraging AI, but I think really what we're realizing is that if you're not utilizing, not that if you're not utilizing the automation that exists today within your own systems, like start there, right? Like totally. that's because we keep coming back to this idea of automate and then layer the AI on top of it. I think you can't, well, you see a lot of this, at least in the past recent months, where people are using chat GBT to just chat something in, prompt it real fast, and copy and paste stuff. I think there is some of that you can do, but... That's what you're calling like a one-shot? Yeah, the one-shot, right? Like, let me one-shot, write this email for me, you know, give it, get a little more context in your prompt. Um, But I, as you, you were talking about businesses, right? We're not talking about just writing one email. We're talking about writing a hundred emails, Right. We're talking about how do you scale your your small business into a medium-sized business. And a lot of that, we keep going back to automate, well, write down your process, right? Figure that out, then automate it, then layer in the AI if you want to get to something that scales. If you just need to write an email, pull up ChatGPT, you know, and hammer it out real fast. Yeah. There's no harm in that. I mean, I, I don't want to discourage... Again, this is kind of an area, maybe a blind spot for me. As as you ask, hey, if I'm starting a business, can I do marketing using these tools? Like, right. I mean, HubSpot is an expensive tool for sure. 
So I don't want to you know, say that it, it can't help you add value immediately, mm-hmm. right? Could you replicate these email touches yourself? It, uh, sure. And then utilize ChatGPT to get there faster. Fine. But so I don't want to, I don't want to underscore or undermine, yeah. I guess, that point. Well, but. one thing that, that we've kind of danced around is that the functionality is there for you to use. They didn't build it out. We said this, they, they didn't build it out for fun. It also means that everybody else is using it, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. So if all of your competitors are on HubSpot, they have access to this functionality and you don't want to spend the time to figure it out. Well, now you're already kind of at a disadvantage because all of your competitors are going to be using that functionality. Yeah. You know, I think this comes back to, we've talked about the people who are going to use it in such a way that the content that is authentic, original, is elevated, and all this other stuff is kind of like mm-hmm. buried. So never lose sight of like what, that. that's why I said, what makes you unique? Like if you don't know your differentiators, like it's one thing from a business perspective, but I can speak to Venn Technology Marketing. We have a lot of things that set us apart from other uh, companies doing similar things or in just in general. Like, so if you, if we just started like shiny object syndrome, went over to ChatGPT and just started like trying to run campaigns out of ChatGPT without giving it that context for, like we said, like how we talk, yeah, how we present ourselves, like we're out there. Yeah. We, I call it our freak flag and we fly it like <laughs> Bjorn, like lean, we lean into that Yeti, you know, and that is not something that that is authentic. That is not like, I'm sure you can go have something generate an image oh, and yeah. then be like, this yeah. is my mascot. Okay. Right. You want to go have it, pick you a mascot right. and go create your mascot. Fine. But you still got to give it personality. You got to go. I don't know. That's you, just my two cents. You can't sons. sit parked, right? You got to hit the gas. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Let's let's move into our next segment, the hot take, right? We know um, that we would be in a very different place, right? If we didn't have Mel, her expertise, all of the work that you put in every week, right? But I'm the I'm the SMB guy, right? I'm I've got two people. We're, we're knocking stuff out, and I need I need Mel. Like I need somebody to come in and kickstart, push the gas, build out my Yeti, right? Can AI do that? Can they give me like temporary reprieve? Can somebody, can I type in all these prompts to have it do the same types of work, the same level of work? Like, can that person give me some um, uh, time or some ability to do marketing without fire, not firing? I was going to say hiring. Hiring. Yeah. It's like staff augmentation. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you showed me that you could build a whole website with. You know, some pretty, I don't want to say rudimentary, but like prompts. And um, on one hand, you could say, yeah, but it's like so, like there's no personality or whatever. I don't know. Like, again, I go back to like, what is going to, are you using it to create and inform that brand? And then you're leveraging that to say, yeah, that's in line with what I'm about and what I want to go do. Now go build me a website off that. Sure. I mean, there's tools out there like these Wix.com and like Square and like there's all these like uh, even WordPress to an extent like you can go very quickly spin up a website. Shopify, you can go quickly spin up an e-commerce store. And while that may not be AI, um, 
I think that small teams should utilize those tools to get their message out to the market faster. But you have to make sure that you have enough to say. Yeah. So I, I don't want to discourage the use of it. At, at one point in time, Venn Technology did not have a director of marketing. We you utilized, I think, well, Scott is a marketing genius. Let's just go on the record to say that. Naturally. Yeah, we have a, we actually have a channel in Slack called Scott's Marketing Gold. <laughs> so um, don't want to sleep on that. He's definitely built an incredible foundation for which, you know, we're just here amplifying. But um, you definitely, as a small team, maybe don't need the level of a team that we have now. So use the tools that are out there. Helps you helps you get your message out faster. On a, on a staff augmentation, I just want to uh, warn you: like, if you're just getting into automation and AI, it's not something that you can just have. Like the automation, just give it. You know, like here's a job description. You have right? to maintain it. Oh, for sure, and yeah. you have to right. You have to continually prompt it. You can't just do like, well, write me one email, right? It's not going to write all of your emails, and it's not going to continually do that, or it's right. not going to fulfill a role. It's better to think of it more of an augmentation, right? Not the traditional staff aug, right? But more of like, hey, it's giving me new capabilities, right? And I can spend less time doing this one thing that I was before. But I don't see this like from a, a dystopia nightmare type deal where I'm like, all right, open AI, hire me a, uh, a, mar- a director of marketing. <laughs> and boom, my, my new model, you know, my new Mel Bell model one pops up and She's off to the races 24-7, you know, knocking stuff out. Yeah. I mean, again, you got to go back to the story. Like, if, especially if you're a founder, like, what's your story? What makes you unique? Why did you get into business? Mm-hmm. And if you can't tell that story well, like, I don't think a bot will tell it well enough for you, right? So, um, but you can use it. You can help. It can help you craft yeah, it. Yeah, naturally. But, well, it's, I mean, it's more for the folks out there that are just getting started, right? They don't know what they don't know. And if you go and follow with some of the things that we're doing internally and follow some of the tips and tricks, then you're going to be headed in the right direction. Don't just do nothing, though. Don't you gotta do nothing. Do, you got to do something because everybody else already is. And I will say, like, raise your hand. Get on like, get on LinkedIn. Start following, like, people who are doing the same thing. Like, if you're a founder, go follow founders. Connect with founders, right? Um, that, that's something that – and then share your story. Share your message. Yeah. Um, those types of things. Like that's marketing. I mean, you're, I'm all about Dave Gerhart, founder brand. Got to plug that. I mean, like that's, he has been so successful in helping uh, early stage startups and founders get their, the, the marketing strategy has been around the founder. Like, I mean, then that's created um, tons of content and it makes it really easy for your marketing team to come in. Scott has been consistent since day one in telling his story and what Venn's about. The business has evolved a lot, right? Like mm. we started as a Salesforce firm yep. that did a little integration work. Now we're an integration firm that does some Salesforce work. Maybe, I don't know. That's yeah. kind of how he tells the story, right? Yeah. So it makes it easy to then go proliferate that message throughout the market. Absolutely. Well, if you're a founder out there and you have ideas or you've been doing this or you don't know where to start and you have questions, you should send them in to us. Send us an email at thejunction at ventechnology.com. Otherwise, keep it automated, y'all. <laughs>